Welcome to the Clear Skin Chronicles, the podcast that takes you on a journey to uncover the secrets of achieving glowing, acne-free skin. We believe that knowledge is power, and by understanding the root causes of your acne, we can create a solid foundation for long-lasting clear skin. I'm Katie Stewart, registered holistic nutritionist and founder of The Clear Skin Solution, where we help women just like you get to the root cause of their acne. And I'm Chris Brown, registered holistic nutritionist and program director in The Clear Skin Solution. Through functional testing, we pinpoint where the body system imbalances lie so we can dive deep into your acne clearing journey. We work virtually with clients to clear up their skin from the inside out and have helped thousands of women worldwide regain their confidence. Let's answer the big question right off the bat, Chris. It is pregnancy acne. Is my acne going to get better or is my acne going to get worse? When's my acne going to start if I get it? And how long will it hang out? Because as we know, Chris, you've had multiple pregnancies. I've had multiple pregnancies. Pregnancy uh, is filled with a lot of emotions. It's filled with a lot of symptoms. And if that wasn't enough, the universe is like, hey, I know you're pregnant, but let's throw some acne on top of that. And then they grow up. And then they grow up. <laughs> so enjoy that pregnancy enjoy time. Enjoy <laughs> that pregnancy time. So when we're looking at pregnancy acne, we find there really is no rhyme or reason to the if the individual will get acne. Because we have seen, like not just our clients, but friends and family members, perfectly clear skin, never dealt with acne in their life, all of a sudden dealing with really bad pregnancy acne and vice versa. Women that have had chronic acne their entire lives and then get pregnant and their skin perfectly clear. So there really isn't a rhyme or reason. I wish we gave you could give you a concrete answer with our crystal ball here, but unfortunately that's not the case. And Chris, when do we find that the pregnancy acne, if it's going to arise, when does it generally pop up? I say first trimester and last trimester. So you get about three months where you're just gelling. You're good. Things are good. Well, what do you mean things uh, are it good? It doesn't always it's go away. You're pregnant. Things are, things are good. You're pregnant. Those, you know, four, five, six, it, you're still excited. Your body is still its own little being, right? We haven't morphed in. You're in the middle of the pregnancy and it's like, I'm not, I'm not uncomfortably yeah. big yet. I'm not feeling as crappy as the beginning. My yes. energy's back. It's that like kind of honeymoon period. Yeah, I'm not nesting and going crazy with all the cleaning and the barking at the orders. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I mean, we've <laughs> all been. I was like that. I was like week eight. I cleaned the month house. Eight. I put up month eight. Yeah. Month eight. Month eight. I put up crown molding in of our old house. Month Absolutely. eight. Up on, I'm holding a, Steve has a picture. I'm holding a brad nailer <laughs> and I'm like cutting things. I'm sawing things. I'm doing it all. Like just like everything had to be perfect. perfect. Of course you need crown molding when you're eight months right? pregnant. Like if you've been pregnant, you're like, yeah, obviously everyone else is like, she's a lunatic. Like she's lost it. And a designer baby wall. I couldn't just have mm-hmm. it painted. I had to go and have circles. So I had all these circles and all the perfect color and the hues. Let me tell you. I bet you, you it's stunning. And Let Chris, you. was your first pregnancy, this was before Pinterest, wasn't it? Or just probably the beginning of Pinterest. I don't even remember. I remember, <laughs> I remember the first time I, I saw Pinterest. I think Frank and I had just started dating. So it must've been about 13, 12 or 13 years ago when Pinterest, I first started using it. So yeah, that's probably going to precede even yeah, at least one of the kids. The first. You got three. Yeah, I know. And my youngest now 12, right? Like, come on. So I know pregnancy people. I know yeah, pregnancy. You, you've uh, been pregnant. So how many pregnancies have you had? Three. And me over here, I've had four pregnancies. Two, four pregnancies, three labors, two babies. 
So I well versed. I know okay, you got to go on. back. Four pregnancies. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Four uh, pregnancies. We had Jackson, and then the two in the middle were losses. So yeah. our second, my second pregnancy ended at a loss at five months. I had to deliver the baby. It was a stillborn. Six months later, because my yeah. brain was like, "Oh, I just had a loss. I need to be pregnant again. That'll distract me." not dealing with my emotions, had another, uh, my third pregnancy ended in a loss at 13 weeks. I had to do a DNC for that one. And then the fourth pregnancy, which was our little bundle of energy, Mr. Frankie over here, he was my fourth pregnancy. So (laughs) three deliveries, two babies and a partridge in a pear tree. Okay. So three babies, three pregnancies, one one loss. loss. Oh, okay. Kylie. Kylie. Oh, she was supposed to be a twin. Mm -hmm. I'm one of my, happened to one of my girlfriends. Yeah. So it's crazy. Right. So that's where I really appreciate all those emotions when it comes in, but that's where like, even when we're talking with the acne, that's when the platelets, the platelets drop, when there are certain markers that you think you're going through a miscarriage, you're told you're going through a miscarriage. That's Katie. That's when acne happened for me. Really? So for you, you didn't have the standard pregnancy acne. Cause for me, the literally the, I don't even need to take a pregnancy test anymore. (laughs) because I'm so well-versed in this, but one of the first things I know is I start getting cystic acne again. Like I'll get it on my shoulders. I'll start getting it on like all my old spots. And I'm like, okay, let's start preparing for a baby. But for you, you don't get that. No, I, I had like great. Oh, you were a lucky one. Like sexy, great minus the miscarriage while being pregnant and the hormones and the shifts and everything. My face just freaked out. But I guess also let's think about the stress component that that came being told you're miscarried, mm-hmm. you've miscarried all of a sudden, not feeling so well going by the doctor two, three weeks. And the doctor's like, wait a minute, you're pregnant. So that's like a lot of turmoil. Oh, you right? didn't know you, like, they were twins at the time. I didn't oh, know. and I was told Kylie was a boy. Oh my gosh. This was just a wild pregnancy for you. Yeah. So they confirmed and you know, if you're doing an ultrasound, they will only ever confirm the sex of the baby if it is a boy. So we were told it was a boy. So it was so excited. Broke his heart. Sorry. That, that doctor broke his heart. We have Bruno, we have Bruno now. We and have it's Bruno. funny because when Steve came uh, over, yeah. you, the, the Craig Brown family came to have dinner at our house recently. And you could see Steve, like he was so pumped to play with boys because I have two boys. And like, he was like pumped. And I'm like, oh, this guy, he really wanted a, kid, a boy. And, and my Frank. husband, yeah. He was just, and yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not surrounded by estrogen. There's a little more testosterone in the room. So poor Steve. He was like in his glory. He's like, just leave yeah, me I'll here. stay here. You just leave me here. So yeah, that was my journey. That's when it happened. There was a stress impact. And I just want everybody to realize this. When they say, when will it get better? When will it get worse? How will it clear? Da, 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 all of these things. Again, like you said, we don't have that magic wand. What we do know is your body's going to give you all, your body's going to try and protect mm-hmm. that baby, which then it tries to protect you, right? Absolutely. So for the post acne clients, and we get those, I didn't have it till I had kids. Yes. How many clients say, my skin was perfectly clear so and then many. I had kids and now I'm 38, 42 and have a face full of acne. And Chris, why do we find that happens? Well, first of all, people don't like my little saying where I'm like, oh, enjoy it. Cause the acne was like, the acne was the bliss <laughs> of it all. Right. Cause three teenage Chris, girls right Chris now. Chris is having just, a time, just... everybody. <laughs> Let me say Every day stage. I'm like, Chris, how's um, our mood today? How are your children? Are, <laughs> no. are they all still breathing or have you buried any of them in the backyard yet? Yeah. What's the body count today, Chris? So when we look at the post-pregnancy, there's a lot of hormones and shifts. 
ideally there's a lot of triggers. It's what we're eating when we're pregnant, what we're eating under the trauma, what we ate before. It's not usually, it's not a, Hey, I just had my babies and bam. It was, that's the last catalyst of the dominoes yeah, it's going the straw down. that broke the camel's back, so to speak. <laughs> nope. That's actually legit. <laughs> I, I'm people are going to be like, Chris does not like her children. No, I really She's do. just in her, she has three teen girls, everybody. Cut her some slack. All right. Do you remember being a teen girl? Cause I remember being a teen girl and I was horrible. Like my poor parents. I think that's why I always tell my mom, like I was the easiest, I was the best behaved, but the moodiest. I have three brothers. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense if you know well, I have three brothers. Let me tell you. I don't know. I think I'm doing great, Katie. I think I'm doing great. Everyone's climatized. I'm like gelling. The car's purring. We're on schedule. And then all of a sudden, someone gets in the car Meltdown. and just it's yeah. done. Meltdown. So we just kind of, Steve's at a loss. Like, Steve's at a loss, the poor man. So we're at the point now where we just take day, day by day. day. <laughs> You'll you'll make it to the other side. And we hope they all go away to college. When they turn about <laughs> 20. So you only got like five years left for the one and then you have the other two. So for all of the new moms listening, it, yeah. it's such a lovely time. Don't let us scare you away. <laughs> People are like, oh, wow. Um, I'm just going to go have goldfish and travel the world. Uh, maybe after this at this episode, I don't need children. No, they are good. They're, they're a bliss they're, until they talk and walk. Yeah, and they're lovely the when they're under one. We, yeah. <laughs> when they don't, when they're not walking yet, when they're just so lovely. So let's get back to the whole acne situation. So in my experience, yeah. mine pops up the first trimester and it generally trickles off around week 13. And then I have no issues from then on. Generally for me, when I stop breastfeeding, I see like a slight, I don't want to say flare because it's not like I have acne again, but I will see like a couple cystic spots come back up as I'm weaning off breastfeeding and my body's kind of catching its footing again. And then we're back to normal having uh, clear skin. So, but in other cases, some women have it the entire time mm-hmm. or they have it. And rare. I would say it's that more rare. is more rare, at least what we've dealt For with. For sure. In our experience with right? our clients, it's typically sure. the first trimester or closer to the end of it or when you're weaning off breastfeeding. I would say those are the two kind of areas we would see it. Yeah. And if it doesn't clear for there, I'm going to be hands down, like I'm going to be pretty firm on this. Yes, absolutely. It can be interconnected to your hormones. We know that. However, that is not the root cause. Unless there is a true androgen dominance that has, you know, the stage. Mm -hmm. I just want everyone to know is again, it's that last straw. It's the domino that the last domino that went down. It's something that said, you know what? I can't do it. I had three babies in three and a half years. Bless, where everything's like, bless your soul. That, let you that's know. severe anxiety. Like that just... Yeah, I was a factory. That's a baby <laughs> factory. I was a, fa- I was a factory. It's just, you know, place your place order. Your um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the tangents we get on on this podcast. But that's the thing. It's think about the minerals. Think about the depletion. Think about sharing. Think about my diet. Think about working 60 hours a week. Think about where I was overall. Yeah, it makes sense now. It makes sense that I had acne. It makes sense that I had dizziness and vertigo. It makes sense that I exasperated my autoimmune. It makes sense. Absolutely. Now in hindsight, when you look back, because Chris, at the time you weren't a nutritionist when you had the girls, right? I was a self-made self-made nutrition. Yeah, you hadn't had your CSNN training no, yet. Not hard. You weren't as hardcore no, no, as we are today. No, no, 
Yeah. And that's, that's the same no. with Jackson. He was born in 2016 and I completed CSNN in 2017. So I was just kind of getting into the inklings. Like I was working for Julie Danik at the time. So I had a lot mm-hmm. of knowledge that way, but it's nowhere near I am, I am now. So aside ac- from acne, of course, there's a slew of other pregnancy symptoms that pop up. So for me, I would say I am one of the unlucky ones where pregnancy is the most miserable time of my life. I look at my girlfriends who are like, I love being pregnant. I hate you. Like I do. I, I really do. <laughs> Katie, we're not let's I, say that well, word. I, you're not my favorite right now. Okay, is we can, what I would say. We can we can eat you can you can allocate that to that mind social media. Okay. It's so okay, right? Like we're allowed to use the reason once. being is obviously, you know, the anxiety having the pregnancy losses. But for me, is I get something called hyperemesis gravidarum. If you don't know what it is, it is a borderline death sentence. It is and it it is, Chris. <laughs> No, no, please, like go soft on this. I'm not. Like, just- I'm not gonna because if you have had hyperemesis, you're like, girl, preach. It is a death sentence. It is an extreme form of pregnancy, nausea and vomiting. It's not morning sickness, absolutely. And if you're like, did you try no. eating a cracker? Mm. Like I couldn't even look at the cracker box. Like I remember Frank had the audacity to boil water when I was in the next room. I almost divorced him right there. I'm like, are you boiling water? You know I'm going to vomit. And I, I literally was like hugging the toilet most of the time. So hyperemesis, you are violently ill 24 hours a day. Like I would wake up in the middle of like puking nonstop. And you can't, you have such severe food aversions that I didn't even eat food for the first five months of every single one of my pregnancies because everything disgusted me. I couldn't keep food down. It was so bad, Chris, that it, I have PTSD from it. And one, I, I'm telling this story because in hindsight, I now look back at that and I've recently uncovered that I have underlying systemic viral infections of Epstein-Barr, Coxsackie, VCV, and echoviruses that I've had for a few decades. And so I'm wondering, you know, in my little brain up here mm-hmm. is have these viral issues been impacting my immune system so much that has trickled down and caused my body when I'm pregnant to have hyperemesis gravidarum. So that was just my little side note of when I look back and I'm starting to uncover these things, I'm like, hey, well, should I decide to have a third child and not tell Chris because I don't want her to quit? I'm just going to legit look at your face. She's good. Are, do you have acne right now? <laughs> I am just going to legit be like, Katie, to the right, Move right it. now. Take your Zoom filter off. Move it. Let me see. Why aren't you coming on camera? Yeah, you know it's going down like that. Exactly. Totally so is, right? I can completely appreciate, um, and we're going to talk about like what to do if you're dealing with nausea and those all kind of fun symptoms as well. Yeah. But I, I again, I share that so that I can have the hindsight now, but also when we get into the food, I totally get what it's like to have food aversions and not being able to eat. So we want to make, like set this preface that it's not about perfection when you're pregnant, right? Sometimes it's just about getting through the day. Or in any in journey, any journey, in any journey in any, right? It's, it's progress, sure. not perfection. One day at a time, especially when you're growing a human from scratch. Think about it. You are making a human being from scratch. Like how of the, like a female body actually blows my mind at how incredible and powerful it is to be able to grow a human being. It grows a completely new organ with your placenta. Like it is... Isn't that yes. crazy? I'm, I know I got off on a tangent, but I just, I truly mm-hmm. think of what a fe- the female body is just a miracle. It's just so resilient how it can bounce back, right? Or when it gives us all these symptoms and these messages, it doesn't know how to speak. So yeah, for sure. So when we're looking at those food aversions, even on the other side of that, Katie, where you're like, I don't want to see it. I would say most women go, I want it all. Oh, that wasn't me. 
give it to me. Those cravings. That was me. You were the cravings? Hardcore. I was like, please don't show me food. I'll punch you in the face. Steve has PSTD because of my cravings. (laughs) Chris, what did you make for Steve do while you were pregnant? (laughs) Okay. So maybe it was like 10 o'clock at night. I don't know what it is about the late night. It's got to be something, but it was 10 o'clock at night and I wanted a green apple. Had to be green. It had to be Granny Smith. It had to be bitter. It had to be a certain color of green. There couldn't be spots. Like, I'm not kidding. I needed this apple. I just needed bitter. I needed, now I'm thinking, okay, like, hello, liver, hello, fiber, hello, you know, by all of these things that I know I needed. And he went out and he got like four. And he came out and I was like, I said one. I needed You brought me four. How dare you? (laughs) But I had to go to three stores. (laughs) And he's holding the bag. And I'm like, well, I don't even want it now. Because uh, what am I going to do with four? Like, were you thinking? I don't even need four. But that's the unrational circumstances that really go through your brain, and, right? Like, it's just, and it comes out. Any and, pregnant woman listening who has been pregnant, they're like, yep, that obviously makes sense, Chris. You were completely in the right. And anyone that's not is what like, psycho. what is wrong <laughs> Whoa, that is so overboard. You wait, you wait till you, you need a green apple at 10 o'clock. I did the same to Frank. So I ate, I yeah. did. Mine wasn't as healthy as a green apple. I forget which pregnancy it was. They're all a blur at this point. But remember, I haven't, like, I wasn't eating food. I, I would eat like a single raspberry in like a four day period. Just like I could have small sips of water because even water would make me immediately throw up. Like I had to get IV drips. I lost weight. Like it is, I, I couldn't work. Like I would just lay on the couch and die. Die, absolutely die. So one day I got a craving again. It was like 10 or 11 PM. All I wanted was a bag of dill pickle chips. That's all I wanted. And my husband, Frank, his family owns uh, convenience stores here in Niagara called Avondale. And I was like, you need to go to the warehouse. I need you to bring back an entire box of 12 count of uncle Ray's dill pickle chips now. And he was like, okay, absolutely. And he brought them back and he was like, I will do anything if you will eat something because you are withering away here. And I, Chris, I lived off of dill pickle chips for like a week and I was a nutritionist at at the time, right? But I knew that it was more important to get some type of substance, even if it wasn't a healthy one, into my body than to literally not eat for seven days and die. Like that's really what it came down to. I don't know why when they get in their car, they just don't keep drawing. Honest to God, I... And like my my sister-in-law was, I don't know. I think she was pregnant at this time, but my sister-in-law, also Katie Stewart, she accidentally sent me a chain of text messages that were meant for her husband, Chris. I screenshot of them and I laughed to this day because I got it. When you go to, all on different lines, by the way, when you go to Subway, I need you to get me a sub on fresh bread, all capitals, fresh. Please confirm. I want crispy lettuce. It needs to be this. And I want a fresh bag of Lay's chips. But that's the thinking of a pregnant woman. Yes. I'm not kidding. You know what? You're bringing up all these memories because you're absolutely right. Mine was Subway. It had to have extra tomatoes and extra sauce. And these are the cravings, right? Right. And with Tegan, my little young wee one, this is probably why she's so picky, is McDonald's fries hot. And when I say hot, Katie, I could not physically almost pick them up with my hands, but I could put them Mm -hmm. in my mouth. And Steve drove home Uh one time. We had Uh-oh. a close McDonald's, came home, handed me, the, and I'm like, what am I, what am I doing with warm fries? How dare you, Steve? What? That's disgusting. Uh, low blow. Right? I don't know what it is about these aversions, but 
We know you're going to get them. I haven't heard one person never ever that says I didn't get any. And if you do, bless whether, you. Whether they're not as like, well, they might not be as like hardcore as like Chris <laughs> and Katie because we like to go to the extreme. Apparently, we're yeah, apparently we're extremists. But when we're dealing with those cravings, because they are so common in pregnancy yes. for somebody say, not in my position, because I can't talk about dealing with cravings because I can't even smell boiling water. So Chris, when pregnant women are having cravings, what are some things that we can do to help those cravings? I always say, look at the craving you have because it often mimics a nutrient you need, right? So I, with, if I look back at the fries, I was eating a lot of cold foods. I wanted something Mm -hmm. warm. So that was one. Two, I'm pretty sure I didn't need the trans fats, but I needed some nutrients in there. What I wanted, I said, I wanted the the salt. The electrolytes. The sodium. The electrolytes, because I was not drinking my water adequately because I wasn't in there. And I mean, so if I go have some fries, I'm like you said, I'm not going to worry about it. But in order to curb the cravings, we have to be balancing throughout the day. Mm-hmm. With blood sugar. Right? Blood so sugar. Blood sugar is huge, right? And we have to be eating and not overeating because that's something I see like, oh, I'm eating for two, but you're it's really It's like an not. extra 300 calories, which is essentially an avocado and a handful of almonds. Yeah, it is. It's not big. Your body has to be able to break it down. So what happens is if we overeat, we can drive into preeclampsia. So high blood pressure, and that can be a common, well, I call them symptoms, right? Because it's induced by something else or gestational diabetes even. So balance your protein, your fat and your fiber. My main, main thing is start your day with protein. And it's not, that's, that's for acne and that's for pregnancy because we need those key nutrients to balance that blood sugar stability first Absolutely. and foremost. Yeah. Makes so sense. one key thing is, well, there's not a lot you can do. Well, I will always be transparent when you are pregnant, when you're trying to conceive, when you are nursing, there's really not a lot you can be doing for your skin because any of those deeper therapeutic protocols, they're going to be contraindicated for pregnancy. And we know the number Mm -hmm. one priority needs to be the health of the growing baby and of course the mom. So some, some simple things that you can do that's going to help both nourish, but support your skin in a really gentle way would be ensuring you're stabilizing your blood sugar with protein, fiber, and fat. Should you be able to eat food? Asterix. Yeah. And small amounts, right? Because as the baby grows, it's going to push up on the diaphragm, which is going to push push up on the, the stomach, the size, basically, right? And it, yeah, and then it put so we can eat small amounts, a little bit more often, chew your food, but then it also pushes on the lower, so a lot of pressure on the intestinal cavity. And I know that brings up a real common mm-hmm. one, Katie. Oh, constipation. that's another one I get in the first part, trimester is constipation, and I every time I have to use magnesium in order to make sure the bowels keep moving. Okay. So now I'm looking for cystic acne along the jawline and perhaps bowel she's inconsistency. Gonna, she's going to start check. checking my full script account. Has Katie ordered magnesium recently? Paige, go to her house. <gasps> go look at her supplements. And I get them. I get them. I get all the notifications. Yay. Yay. Oh my God. I'm going to have to it. order elsewhere now. So acne and magnesium. I know. But other kind of other ways that we can be helping constipation while pregnant are two easy ones, mm-hmm. hydration and fiber. Because often we're not drinking enough water. One, because we pee every 15 seconds as it is. So drinking more water, you're like, oh my God, please no. But making sure we're drinking more water. Yes, you're gonna have to pee a lot. Just accept your life. You're pregnant. It's just gonna get worse. I know. Honestly, when I, because like I said, I don't love being pregnant. I'm always violently sick. I get all of, I get like the, 
my, my pelvic, I get the pelvic girdle pain, like, cause my pelvis splits in two, like it is a time and a half for me. And the back pain because you already have yeah, that. Yeah. I, actually, the one thing that clears up while I'm pregnant is my nerve pain and my low back pain. I feel like my body's like, Katie, we got too much stuff going on. Your back is just going to have to chill <laughs> because we got hyperemesis going on. We got pelvic girdle pain. We got headaches. Like we got a whole gamut of things. So when we're looking at the water, the other thing would be making sure you're getting enough fiber in the day, right? Is having those fruits and vegetables. So for me, when I'm pregnant, I find that I'm really able, once again, once I can eat food again, because I find my, my hyperemesis is really bad up until month five. Again, this is me taking the medications, the gravel, all the things. So once I'm able to start introducing more foods, this is where I find the fresh foods. I don't know, Chris, if you loved fresh, I needed fresh pineapple and fresh fruit. I didn't want anything cooked. I wanted fresh, 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 fresh. And now looking back in hindsight, it's like my body really wanted those nutrients, the water soluble antioxidants and all of those, those wonderful things. So this is where the hydration and the fiber can really be helpful when we are dealing with a constipation. So what it is, is when we look at the water in the fiber, fantastic. If you cannot stomach it, if you have that aversion, if food is just not your thing, what you can do is you can go and look at massages. Mm. When we're not big, I always call them big balloons, right? I was a massive balloon. Oh my gosh. So, but on the lower area, the ileocecal valve, and as we get you know bigger, getting professional massages because there are pregnancy safe massages and there's pregnancy safe chiropractor and all of these things that we can do. But we really need to get that flowing because you don't want the backup and the toxic buildup because then you just feel sluggish. Yeah, you don't too. want it to be pregnant, super constipated, haven't pooped in three days. Like it's just a time and a half. So constipation is a big one. The next one is, which we've been talking quite a bit about is food aversions. And this is where I want to remind everybody that if you're an unlucky soul like me and you have horrible food aversions, remind yourself, you don't need to be having a perfect diet right now. Your perfect diet, you can eat your kale salads when you start to feel better. Right, right now, I just want you to physically get in any foods that you can stomach because unless you've ever dealt with a food aversion, it is, it is so difficult to explain. They're like, what do you mean, Katie? Like Mm -hmm. just go and eat, go and have a green smoothie. Like it's not difficult. No, 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 no. It's like, no, 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 no. Like I I can, to this day, there's still one recipe that I made that I tried to eat while I had a food aversion. I can't eat it to this day. Cause I look at it. I'm like, no, thank you off my plate. So making sure you're Progress, not perfection. One foot in front of the other, other, eat the foods that you can stomach. We talked about the cravings. If, if you are able to eat the protein, the fiber, fat. And then from there, Chris, what would you say would be another really good dietary tip when it comes to pregnancy? I think I say this every I single know. time. It has to be variety and rotation, hands down. If we are not getting in those nutrients, the cravings are going to exasperate because we don't take the minerals. We don't take the vitamins in. So the body looks for it and it's a mimic like, it's like, give me that because I know at least in those hot fries that Steve almost lost a finger for, right? There is something that I can get out of that. Mm -hmm. So that's what it, you know, in the salts in these types of things, but that variety and rotation, again, it's going to complete the mineral panels. We only get minerals from our food sources, no, nothing else, unless we're supplementing. And then of course, those key, you know, the B vitamins for everything, oh. right? We need vitamin A for eye health. Like absolutely. Like it's not a little thing. 
I say eat every color, eat the rainbow. Very, very big on that. If you can taste that rainbow and just try something and, you know, the fruits and the veggies. And, you know, like I said, I wanted like extra tomatoes. Well, I didn't want like extra tomato. I wanted extra water mm-hmm. too. My water count was low. So watch those foods. Is it high water? That'll tell you to get your water mm-hmm. up right? And back and forth, but absolutely. So yeah, I think you're kind of, you've yeah. nailed when that you're, when you're sure. If and when you're able to stomach food, focusing on the anti-inflammatory diet, getting the, the rainbow of foods, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, mm-hmm. even some white and brown and all of the different flavors in there and really just nourishing your body as well, making sure you're getting your protein, your fiber, your healthy fats, you're staying satiated and eating smaller meals throughout the day. I think one of like, when I think back to being pregnant, I was always so excited, Chris, to be able to eat a full meal again. Because we used to go, we have a great restaurant that we go here for brunch, Reveille uh, Breakfast Brunch Cafe. And I remember I was only able to eat half of my usual meal. Like I get the same thing every Saturday. And I was like, I just want to eat the whole plate again. And I also want to take a full breath because my lung capacity feels like it's at 10% of what it (laughs) usually is. Like just to like be able to have a full breath in your lungs again. It's these small little things that we take for granted for when we're not pregnant. Yeah. Or, you know, I just want to sleep without something else rolling inside. When you get like the elbow drag across the ribs and you're like, oh God, what was, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, as if, you know, you're doing something in the, in the spokes of a a wheel of the, you know, your bike or something. Oh yeah. I mean, when you first get it, it's so exciting. It's wonderful. It's everything. And, but then by month eight, you're like, get it out. I need to be done. I am over this. No, month is pretty good because we're nesting, but Ooh. month nine, like watch Chris, out. how fun was I in month nine of Frankie's pregnancy? Well, this is why we don't talk about pregnancy anymore. This is Katie. why Chris also has PTSD. And anytime I have Katie pregnancy, PS and PTSD, and from eight month eight to nine, both Paige and I, we're, we're not telling the other coaches yet, but we're just going to go on sabbatical. They're going to they're going to take over, and we're going to be in some remote. Like we're going to go into the woods without yeah. cell service. Yeah. Like you won't and find us, Katie. I know you have us chipped secretly. I'm pretty sure, but you will not and find like, us. And I was with Frankie. I was overdue by eight days. So I had like, and I was, I worked up right until the day I was going in to get induced. Like I was like, guys, we need to yeah. do this. And I was essentially nesting in the company and be like, this has to get done. And you guys should also know that Paige, she's our glue that holds us all together. She's also my sister-in-law. So she was having to deal with me like, work Katie plus like family <laughs> that poor girl yeah yeah mm-hmm. I can roll yeah I can just turn off she my can computer. like she she so came to my house when I was in labor I, yeah. with my mom and, and my in Jackson and I had pre I Chris I literally pre-made myself my pumpkin loaf which is on our blog it's our paleo pumpkin loaf probably one of our most loved yeah. client favorites I made this for myself so I could have something to eat when I got back from the hospital page stress ate 95% of that loaf I came home and there was like a slice left I was like, Chris or Paige, this is the popsicle incident all over again. When you ate my popsicle, when I was pregnant the first time and very hormonal and and said some choice words at you for eating my popsicle. Paige is in therapy. See, that's... She's in therapy. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay, now that I'm stressed, I'm going to tell you something. Change the subject. Um, yeah, Chris, Chris, well, make sure that I have yeah. to, I'm like, I have to run it by Chris. Can I have sex with my husband tonight? And she goes, are you ovulating? Cause if so, you can't. Chris is on like a hardcore. Right. Like, 
Can I have a matcha, Katie? Legit. What, what protocol are you on? And you know, can I? No, no Katie. Like, there's she's the gatekeeper for like, my life. Like, yeah. Um, so I, I do. I'm like, have Frank, text have Frank me. text me. I know. I digress. I digress. But it's it's funny because every woman listening that has been pregnant, they're like, I get it. No, like this is like copy paste. This is my life. I've had these same experience. I felt, I know I'm being crazy, but I can't stop myself. I don't want to say crazy. I know I'm being hormonal, but I have no control over my body right now. So just let me live my life. So we talked through the foods, the aversions, the cravings, the constipation, the gestational diabetes, you know, all of that. So now another big thing we get, Chris, I would say probably one of the most popular questions I get in DMs is what's a good prenatal probiotic? Because what's Um, interesting, and I think is a little side note here, is did you know that your baby actually inherits the mother's microbiome, especially when they pass through, if there's a vaginal birth, they pass through the vaginal canal and their, like their skin is picking up the microbiome and the, that bacteria that's in the vaginal canal as well. And that's why they put the drops in the baby's eyes. Oh, that's that. Right. I don't know if they they still do that. Do. However, in Canada, anyways, I believe that you're able to opt out. Can you? I'm pretty sure. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Talk to you. Just talk to your your midwife. Talk to your your medical practitioner. Yeah. If it's in the hospital, for sure, they're going to go through that full Western. If if the mother Um, has chlamydia or an STD at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So these are the types of things, whether, you know, it doesn't matter here or there, but when we're looking at this, the supplementation is some of the clients are like, Oh, my doctor said I can't take a probiotic, right? I can't. So I say, okay, well, we're always going to follow the direction of our medical team, right? We're, we're going to support that. However, the things I do want people to consider if they do want a probiotic while being pregnant, there are pregnancy safe ones. They're going to say maternity. They're going to see pregnancy. They're going to say baby, prenatal. So we're looking for lower strains, not high CFUs. We're not going to be going with aggravated, like a lot of all of the lactobacilluses, right? So because some want to go after certain bacteria and strains, we're not there to aggravate the lower culture. We're there to repopulate the culture. So to assist it. Now, all those nutrient dense foods that we're going to put in for sure if you're like Katie and ha- you know we're on you're on team meetings and you have your puke bucket beside you, that don't I, you do you made it to the uh, sink once? Hold on, <laughs> gotta go. Then it I actually bucket. fully I actually fully missed an all team meeting once because I was violently throwing up in the toilet for three hours. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, so we just we had a real stress free meeting. It was great. Was there was no pregnant Katie here. <laughs> but when we're Katie, you coming to this Katie, one? Oh no, you should so, stay home. But. No, but yeah. So long story short, it was regards to that supplementation is usually magnesium is okay. Like you said, for the magnesium constipation, these things. Yeah. And if we're getting constipated again, it's touching the, the fecal matter is touching the intestinal cavities. So we don't want to create that mm-hmm. inflammation. And if we have aversions and we can't get food in, we need prebiotics. So all those fibrous cellulose foods to feed the microbiome. So this is where, especially where I go, please look at a supplement when, when it, comes it comes to, to probiotic. And I'm just going to, you know, I'm here to be Chris's mm-hmm. interpreter half the time because her brain is so smart. So when she was talking at the beginning about, you know, lower strains and CFUs, people might be like, hey, Chris, pause, 
So when we're talking about pregnancy safe, we want to be looking at CFU. So that's colony forming units. That would be that big number. It'll say 50 billion, 25 billion, 10 billion, five, all of the billions, right? So mm -hmm. generally with pregnancy, we want to be on the lower side of the CFU. So we don't want to be doing a therapeutic dose. I think like 25 billion and under is generally where you will find most probiotic supplements for maternity because we mm -hmm. don't want to be stimulating the immune system too much by using a really high therapeutic dose of a probiotic. So sticking to one that's 25 billion or under, and the reason we don't want to be having, when, when Chris said lower strains, that means we don't want to be having like a dozen, 15, 18 different probiotic strains, because there's hundreds of different strains, looking for maybe just like one that has three strains. Like if you look at prenatal probiotics, they generally have anywhere from like two to max four strains in there. Bruno has decided to join us, Katie, like he always does, but you know how he hangs Bruno, in the background. Bruno, her dog, by the way, that's her dog. Get, no, that's, that's her son. son. Katie, her canine son, <laughs> Bruno, he just comes in and out. He yeah, hangs out with he, us, rolls around in the background. He just, he loves it. He does. He just came in with a deep growl. So he agrees with you is what I'm trying to say. I, know, he is I think me. he thinks yeah, we, Bruno takes a probiotic, everybody. Bruno so takes do my dogs, probiotic. they get it in their food every day. Right. So those are the things. So outside of supplements and meals yeah. and all the great things, I know the next oh. burning question. And I'm going to give it to you because I really feel underqualified. And for Chris to say she's underqualified <laughs> for something is like, it never happened. So I know what the question is going to be related to. So skin care. Oh, Katie. Chris, I <laughs> thought you'd never ask me about pregnancy skin care. So there are a couple things we have to be cautious of. The number one, the number one ingredient we cannot have is retinoids, any type of retinoid, a retinol, a retinaldehyde. It's because it is and high form of vitamin A. So we want to be giving that a miss. I know you're like, but my fine lines, I'm telling you, at least when you're pregnant, you can get that pregnant glow, the glow, the glow. as they say. So we're going to have to put a hold on our retinol. Another one that you want to be cautious of, doesn't mean you need to avoid entirely, would be like a salicylic acid. You want to be making sure any type of salicylic acid, which is a really popular acid in a lot of acne products, is under 2%. So you don't want to be going over 2% with any type of those salicylic acids. So those would be probably the two biggest ones to be more cautious of. There's a natural form of salicylic acid that is white willow bark. So that's another one. Just look for ones maybe in lesser concentrations of that. I would be, say for sure retinol, but would be one to give a miss to. And then when we're looking at our skin core, we of course want to be keeping up with our skincare routine, using a gentle cleanser, choosing a really gentle serum, and maybe like a gentle moisturizer, whatever that may be. You can have a skincare routine, just keep it much simpler. And this isn't a time where you're going to be going in for peels and you're going to be going for lasers and you're going to be going for microneedling and all of these mm -hmm. things. You want to be giving a hold on any types of those treatments until afterwards. You could still be doing a a prenatal specific facial. This would be more of like those relaxing spa-like facials where they're cleansing and they're putting the nice creams on. It's not going to be one of your like acne therapeutic facials. What about vitamin A? Vitamin A is a really debated topic nutritionally in the pregnancy world, mm -hmm. right? Because there are some studies that have shown high amounts of vitamin A can be detrimental to a pregnancy. However, if you dig deeper into this, and I believe Weston A. Price Foundation, they have a great article on this, 
where it talks about the studies that Lur looked at and the flaws in these studies, how old they were and everything. So when we're looking at vitamin A, very debated topic. And because it's such an extensive topic of dietary vitamin A, I actually included a deeper dive of this in our prenatal acne guide, Glowing Mama. Glowing Mama, you can find it. I put it in the show notes. And what I love about Glowing Mama, it can be used if you're trying to conceive if you're currently pregnant, or if you're in the fourth trimester in nursing. It's a great thing that you can be following all throughout, and it really goes into the in-depth of vitamin A. But Chris, because I know you love this topic as well, is if we kind of give them a quick little summary of the vitamin A, what would it be? Oh, I know. this is kind of my I know soapbox. this is her soapbox, you guys. Well, the vitamin A is your soapbox. Iron is your soapbox. Like <laughs> She has a lot of soapboxes that she just hops from box to box in the day. Uh, well, it, well, uh, yeah, it just keeps, it keeps moving, going. right? The thing is, is I very, very much want all those vitamin A-like foods, right? And Katie, you know what? I've seen, obviously, your glowing mama, and I really encourage people to get into there because it, it, we don't even have time for Chris to go into this because it gets me heated. Everybody's dogs are happy today. So... When we do this, it's more in line of making sure we're eating the vitamin A foods. Can we take those things like the cod liver oil that have the vitamin A? The most controversial is, and again, the the studies that Katie's talking about, is they're saying up to 10,000 IUs are safe, where in the Western says it's not. So this is kind of where we, this is one of the big things between each. I don't want people to hyper-focus on A. This is why I actually don't want to share the foods. I want them to do a little bit of research or go like, you know, you have a, a you have very sound. Chris teacher mode, everybody. No, wait, because it's not going to do everybody justice. And then they're going to hyper-focus on the A's, right? And we see this with clients. When I say, hey, you know, increase your vitamin A. Mm-hmm. They're like, I've done it. And I've done, and then, but then we forget about, you know, the iron and the zinc rotation, and everything else that rotation, needs to go in there. Yes. So that's where we're going to get the variety and rotation. So because I know you've done a stellar job in putting that all together, I know I don't need to go into it. And I mean, that's a quick internet search, to be honest. However, I don't want people to fear it. That's the thing is we don't need to be fearing vitamin A rich foods because they are really important for the development of the growing baby, like vitally important. Oh, huge. Like all my kids wear glasses. Any questions? Yep. Because guess what? Vitamin A is a nutrient for eye health. Yeah. And essentially, it's if you are having a balanced diet, you're going to get this, right? Sometimes we want to add a little bit more. So, I mean, I have an autoimmune. So, yeah, I kind of sort of should have probably thought about that, but I didn't because I didn't know better. So I can sit here and think about all the things or I can just buy them contact lenses. So, now you're just buying your kids contact lenses, may have to get them laser eye in a, in a couple of years. No big deal. Yeah, you know, it, it's okay. You know, but the fishes and the organ meats, mm. that's another controversial one, which I'm not even going to touch here. Uh, these types of things, I don't, again, I please do not fear. We need the vitamin Ds. We need the DHEAs. We need those probiotics. We need the calcium. We need it all. I see people go into publications and they're like, well, I saw this pregnancy publication and it said, I really need to get more folic acid or folate. I'm like, yeah, you do. And I wanted to do a differentiation between the two. There's folate, Mm -hmm. which is the natural form that you'll find in food. And then there's folic acid, which is the synthetically conversion of folate. And it doesn't absorb well into the body. It's cheap. It's synthetic. Folate is a much better source. So this is why when 
clients are like, oh, you know, I was told that I have to take a folic acid. I would much rather you take a folate. And Chris, if we are taking a folate, what would be an even better version to look out for on the ingredient label of say their prenatal? If, especially if they're dealing with a difficulty converting in the body. We're going to look for the active form of, so folate is B9. And it helps with that thyroid and think about the thyroid, the endocrine and the sex hormones, all of those beautiful things, because I have to put my geek fact in there, but we're going to look for the, the five MTHFR. I'm not going to say the big long name because most bottles will have the five MTHFR or folate, or if you're going into more of a food-based supplement, like a prenatal you're going to see all those folate mm-hmm. foods in there. And what I did in Glowing Mama is I actually listed out all of our favorite supplements for pregnant women, whether it's a prenatal, whether it's a digestive enzyme, whether it's a magnesium, whether it's like, uh, we made sure to include something for every type of symptom or ailment that are going on. Oh, it's oh, robust. Yeah. I, put, I put this yeah. together. It, I loved good. it. I was, because I'm all about, you know, the, the Glowing Mama and making sure women feel nourished while pregnant, while being able to nourish their skin. Mm-hmm. Of course, Chris contributed a good amount because she, her brain is just so smart. I always have to put something in there of hers. And then I actually went together. I went and I put together a recipe book of like really great prenatal recipes that are going to be nourishing the baby from nourishing the baby and the mama. So if you haven't given that a look yet, again, the link is in the show notes so that way you can go and check it out because it's a really succinct, jam-packed, all of the things you need to know about pregnancy nutrition while being an acne sufferer is in there. So, and again, you can be using that from trying to conceive right through the fourth trimester. And that gives me a perfect segue, Chris, is so many women ask, well, you know, I am trying to conceive. I'm working on a fertility journey. I'm pregnant. I'm nursing. Can I be a client in the clear skin solution? And in the past, we have absolutely taken clients that are pregnant, that are nursing, that are trying to conceive because that's ultimately their decision. I'm always transparent and I'll say, listen, when you're in any of these kind of realms or these situations, a lot of the therapeutic protocols Mm -hmm. that we need to do, like say a a candida protocol or say some liver detoxification or some hormone balancing, all of these things are going to be contraindicated for trying to conceive through pregnancy, through nursing. Like whenever we're in this realm, the number one priority is always the health of the baby and the health of the mom, of course. So we can't be doing any of those deeper therapeutic work for those dealing with acne. So I would always recommend that Let's say you're trying to conceive your, your fertility journey. You have you really have to pick one or the other to be your core focus. We have so many clients that have decided to put their trying to conceive journey on hold for a little while while they work up to clear their skin. And Chris, how exciting is it when we get a, a clear skin solution baby, when we get a CSS pregnancy, when we get a CSS baby, because they're rebalancing their body systems in order to clear up their acne, but it's also helped rebalance their body systems to improve their chance at pregnancy. Yeah. So it's always such a... It's like having a a history with fertility issues myself. It's always such a win when we see things like that. And then on the other side, I would never want a mom to like rush through nursing her baby just to be able to clear up their acne again, because that's such a, for those, this is again, for those that decide to nurse, because it's such a bonding experience for you and for the baby and the nutrition that they get. So just remember this is a short window that we're working this through. So just hold off. And then, you know, we'll always be here in the clear skin solution. We're not going anywhere anytime soon. So we'll always be here. Yeah, we're we're hanging hanging out when you're ready to take uh, that journey. So Chris, we have gone through a lot. Is there anything else you feel we need to add for the pregnant mamas or the soon-to-be mamas when it comes to all the things? No, I honestly, I think it's really keep the empty calories out or low, keep the nutrient-dense foods high, 
grace yourself forgiveness, exercise, movement, not, movement. You know, I like, like movement. Yeah. I used to play baseball and I got pregnant. I'm like, I had to stop. Cause I'm like, I'm like pregnant. No. Right. But maybe choose your activities, these types of things, but get that movement in because that just helps the overall, the mm-hmm. circulation, getting the nutrients to you, Absolutely. the baby, the constipation. Movement. So other than that, no, like I'm, I'm down. Yeah. I like it. I'm so satisfied and I, with this. I, I think bringing, <laughs> love it. Check. I feel like the movement check. is really important to add. Right. So Again, we fear like when we're pregnant, we have to live in this bubble and oh my God, I can't drive my car. I can't go grocery shopping. I can't carry like a grocery bag. Of course, there's instances where, you know, it's going to be an extenuating circumstance. But re- yeah, remember, like you can still do a lot of your life, especially if you've been doing it before. You always want to check with your doctor, or your midwife, your care team. Absolutely. For me, I was doing reformer Pilates up until like week 39 of my pregnancy with Jackson, no, with, with Frankie, my last pregnancy. And he went to four, no, he went to, 41 weeks in a day because I was eight days overdue with him. But I was practicing like almost right up until my due date. And then I was like, guys, like my pelvis is about to split in two. I'm pretty sure the baby's head is about to come out of my body. So I'm just going to cut it out a week early here. But I really liked getting that movement in there as well, because even if your body is in a little bit better of a place movement wise, it could make labor a little bit easier. And that's like, Half a percent. Okay, I'm going to share one. Are you going to share one? Thing oh, Chris before is we go, everybody, she's in a sharing mood. Yeah, she's a giver. giver. So, <laughs> so when I was legit, like Peyton's been a textbook. So if she was supposed to crawl at six months, that day she crawled. If she's supposed to get a tooth that day, if she's supposed to walk that day, I'm not kidding. I got to go find the 16 year old one because I'm going to rewrite it. As However, a baby as a baby, but I remember just being so uncomfortable. I was just over being pregnant. I think she was about a week late and, you know, I can't remember long, long time ago. And I had a vigorous game to death with Steve of ping pong. Oh, I was sweating. You have no idea. I was not going down. How were you moving? That's what I want to know. How are you moving that quick? Cause like, listen, it's a little table. And when you want to win, you can make that double and drive the pregnancy challenge. Yeah. Like, and ping pong, when I grew up, we had ping pongs in the bottom, uh, sorry, the bottom, the basement of our apartment. So I played ping pong. That was a thing. So I'm like, I'm not going down to you. And he's a sports fiend. He can look at sports and do it. It's, it's quite Mm, annoying. So I'm like, you're not getting this guy. Yeah. Like I'm taking, I'm keeping my crown. I'm dusting. Don't, don't even look, at, look at it. And then, so there was that. And then what I would do is when I didn't, couldn't really exercise because I just felt like a big, big behemoth and it was gross. I would sit on a yoga ball and just go up and down to get my mm-hmm. lymphatics. That's a great point. Now, both of those at that point, three hours later, I self-induced. It was great. So that there's was your secret. So I didn't need to get induced at 40 or 41 weeks in a day or whatever I was at. <laughs> No, just you get on, you just have that. You do not let him take your Never. crown. That's I think it Frank, right there. see Frank would know better and he knows, he knows my personality that he would just let me win. So I wouldn't have to destroy him. Oh, oh Steve really? can't. Steve cannot. He it's, it's for blood. Yeah, he's like, I don't care if you're 41 it's weeks like pregnant. I am elbows. taking you down. Yeah. Like, sorry that you, we went rollerblading and you fell and you almost broke your tailbone. Get back up. Like we've got to keep going. Oh, yeah, okay. fine. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Like when I was that pregnant, yeah. my, like I had the pelvic girdle pain. I could barely eat. Like I actually had to start living on the main floor because I couldn't go up and down the stairs. It was so bad. I was in s- 
I was in so much pain. I physically couldn't get up and down the stairs. And I remember like trying when I had to go to the hospital to get a deuce, like lifting my legs in the car one at a time. And like Frank physically had to like pick my legs up and put them in because I'm like, this is how I go. I'm not making it out alive. This is this is the end of Katie. (laughs) (laughs) The end. And this is why we have the glowing mama so that you don't have to do what we did. Learn from our mistakes, everybody. (laughs) Learn from our mistakes. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Clear Skin Chronicles. As always, we'll be back with another podcast next Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with us this week on the Clear Skin Chronicles. We'll see you next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Remember to subscribe to the show and drop us a review. Sending glowing vibes your way, Katie and Chris.